0: As we come to the end of this journey into truth throughout this podcast series, know that for all of us, this new journey into enlightenment is really just beginning. So even those of us who believe ourselves to be enlightened will still have much work to do. Even those of us who believe ourselves to be conscious have never before seen the likes of the world that we shall now collectively create. Even those of us who believe ourselves to be awake will still need to ride with the waves of the new collective consciousness. A whole new world is awaiting us. It is awaiting our gifts, our skills and our passions as we collectively come together in love to create it. It is awaiting the new ideas that will awaken within us as we slowly, slowly, step by step move away from a system that does not serve us. It is awaiting the new visions, the new projections that come from each and every one of our unique codes of creation. This whole new world is waiting for us. And in order for us to be able to create it, we must first come to terms with the letting go of the old system. A system that has not served us, but yet is deeply ingrained into all that we know. A system that has held us captive whilst giving us the illusion of security and the illusion of freedom of choice. A system that has taught us to be less than we are able to be. To become all that we are able to be, we must first learn to recognize who we are in this very moment. As we have given our power away to a system that has drained us, we often have not had time to recognize the true power and wisdom that we hold We often have not had time to recognize the true gifts and passions that are wrapped up in the dreams that have been shelved in order to make money. We often have not had time to be who we are. And as we have taken you on this journey of truth, the journey would not be complete without leading you to the ultimate truth. The ultimate truth of who you are, the ultimate truth of who you can be, the ultimate truth of the power that you hold. It has been said many times that to know yourself fully is to know God. And this is the ultimate wisdom that has been forever told, yet forever ignored. For we are all tiny fragments of God, experiencing ourselves experientially. We are all the creator, with the power to create the most divine outcomes that can serve both ourselves and humanity as a whole. But we must believe in this power that we hold before we are able to create to our full potential. I invite you to join us now on the biggest journey that you will ever take, the journey into self. The journey to discover all that you can be and all that you already are, if only you could see yourself in line with the divine. If only you could see yourself in your true magnificence and mastery. If only you could see yourself as God. As this journey takes you up the highest mountains through the trickiest of terrain and through the swampiest of swamps, it will also reunite you with the true beauty of your soul, the true magic of your being, and the true knowing of all that is. For all that is is love, all that is is oneness, and all that is is magic. Learn how to use that magic wisely and the true abundance of the universe shall be revealed. My guest today is Louise Cameron Edland, a number one best-selling author and soul-centered success coach who supports heart-centered leaders to rise up and share who they are. She helps them to create clarity for their message and package their gifts in order to create a positive impact on the world whilst receiving the financial abundance that they truly were. Louise has spent the last 12 years working in the health and wellness world, and for the past nine years has been full-time self-employed in her heart-centered business. She has a BSc honors degree in physiotherapy and has also spent several winters in India learning the ancient wisdom of yoga, breathwork, meditation, and mindfulness. Louise beautifully blends together an East meets West holistic approach to healing and human optimization, and works with a fully integrative heart, body, mind, and soul system to align people to their highest truth and soul mission. So welcome, Louise, to the Spirit of Life in Ibiza podcast. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I feel really blessed and honored to be in this space with you and all of your beautiful community.
0: Oh, thank you, Louise. It's so nice to have you on the show and- um, I mean, all, all of my guests have brought so much light, even as we've explored the darkness. But this episode is all about the light, which is the the perfect way to to end the series. As as once we've once we've acknowledged the darkness, we can we can then all start to work towards leaving it behind and start to look towards creating the beauty and the light that we all hold in our hearts. And I know that you're just the perfect person to shine your own beautiful light through this last episode as we (laughs) as we um, help to help to guide people into you know knowing how to create with abundance as we move into this whole new world um and it's actually also it's ended up inadvertently being an all-girl cast this series so looks like we're bringing in the power of the divine feminine for my um but yeah maybe you could um tell us a little bit about what inspired you to take you know to take the journey into self and, and a little bit about this incredible work that you're doing to help support others on their journey. Well, what
1: I really love about my story is when you hear about somebody who's you know got a number one best selling book and they support people and really connecting into the clarity of who they are and shining that out into the world. To to know that my journey actually began through the process of complete and utter confusion and doubt. And so my inspiration, my my why is because I've pretty much been everywhere. <laughs> my, my mind was the battlefield. I walked through that road where you go through all of the heaviness and all of the pain knowing that there's something more to you. There's something more to life. And the pain usually comes from the point where we recognize that we're maybe not living the life that we feel alignment to, but we don't know we have a choice. And when I discovered that we have a choice to navigate and change our paths, that we have the tools within us to make these changes and to call in what we want, that's when everything switches. And I feel a lot of us feel the feelings associated with these times and feel the feelings associated with perhaps not being the fullest expression of who we are and that that pain point can be something so easily shifted and the pain doesn't have to be there and so that became my truest inspiration when when I came through, I'm not going to say I came through the other side because, you know, life's life's beautiful in the sense that it's always evolving. So anytime you're like, ah, oh, that's me, you know, I've done the work, I know how I am, then we go through another journey and we go through another discovery and it's always beginning. So when I certainly came through a certain point in my journey to where I at least aligned myself to the truth of now, and I could look back and see that, my journey, although it's unique, is the same for all of us. We're all in this journey to becoming who we truly are and to share the gifts that we all have. And so when I first began, I was like, well, maybe, maybe if I could help and support and share what, what I have learned, then what could the world look like if everybody trusted in? their own sovereignty as a human being they trusted in their own visions and they began to create the life that they are born here to lead and when i began to work with people they began to shine they began to discover who they are and express that out into the world and to spread that to their communities and to their loved ones and we see that everything that we do is a beautiful rippling effect on everyone's lives and so that has really led me here and now to this really strong sense of purpose in supporting people who would identify themselves as leading from the heart leading from the place within them of their highest intentions not only for them but of course also including them but for those they love and for for those in their communities and ultimately for the world
0: and so here i am (laughs) thank you louise thank you for sharing that with us and yeah i mean you used the word you used um, the term like um helping people who are heart-centered and i think that's the the big thing right now is to you know is, is to help to shift everyone from and the ego into the heart because you know we have all been uh we've all been ego driven for such a long time it's it's you know the world that we live in is is quite ego based so getting people to come back into the heart and really connect with themselves and their own knowing and and you know really looking at what it is that what they came here to do what is it that they want to do what is it that makes them smile what, what makes them happy what makes them feel passionate because you know through connecting with that that's when then you then get to naturally shine that light out into the world um but yeah i guess you know how how do we do that how do we um, how do we how do we help people to go on this journey of self discovery
1: it's a beautiful question and you know, it was something that I asked so many times throughout my whole journey. You know, my journey is taking me for, to India, the, you know, the Himalayan mountains, even into, you know, the jungles of the Amazon in Peru, Hawaii, all over the world. You know, I was looking for the guru and I was looking for the answer. And the joke at the end of it was always, well, there there is no answer that will ever fit every single person. But what a celebration that is because can you imagine there was only one way of looking at the world? There was only one possibility and there was only one solution, one path to walk for everybody. Now that's actually a scarcity mindset in the sense of there's limitations, but the truth of the universe is that it's completely abundant. There is infinite possibilities. And so when we're opening ourselves up to a world of, well, you can walk whatever path you want and your solution can be whatever you choose, then how do we navigate that? <laughs> you know, sometimes we might go, oh my God, it's just too much to think of the possibilities that I can create. And we're not used to having the trust in us to make these decisions for our lives. So sometimes we go, oh my gosh, it's just so much easier. Can someone else just make this decision for me? Someone find me the guru. Someone tell me what what exactly I have to do. And then, okay, that's great. <laughs> so every single person is going to experience their own, what we might call triggers in this time even during this podcast and where parts of us might expand and be like, oh my goodness, yes, that's exactly what I need. And some of us might feel an emotion or a feeling or a doubt come up. And so what I invite you to do is to bring into this space complete and utter acceptance of who you are and where you are, because a misunderstanding on The spiritual path is you've got to show up and you've got to be the absolute best and you've got to show up with no fears and no doubts, only clarity. But that, my beautiful friends, is not the truth. The truth about spirituality and walking the path to your truth is to simply just be with the truth of what you're feeling and facing and experiencing in any moment, whether you're feeling beautiful, peaceful, expansive, inspired, or whether you're feeling more contracted and fearful and afraid and unclear, all of that is perfect. So for now and forever, just shift and clear any expectation that you might have placed on you, any pressure of how you're supposed to feel or think or act during this process. During this path, you know, there's never going to be one end destination. Never in the history of the universe did it just get to one point and and nothing changed, which is beautiful because none of us would be sitting here right now part of this evolution of consciousness or part of this evolution of humanity or part of evolution of the universe if it wasn't constantly evolving and so also to just invite in for now and forever let's release the part of us that's grasping on to getting to the end of the journey or to the destination the more we can be present and simply fall in love with the process, then automatically, even if you never sit and meditate, even if you never light an incense stick, even if you never do a chant, even if you never go to the Himalayas, if you can simply be present in the truth of where you are and where you are feeling, moment to moment, emotion to emotion, feeling to feeling, And simply let that be there and accept that and be there and present with that. Then you're already (laughs) advanced. You're on the path. You're doing the work. And when I use the word acceptance, now sometimes when we use acceptance in our culture, we might have more of a defeated image, like you're just accepting it and nothing's going to happen. But quite the Opposite things happens when you bring your awareness to something and you accept it. Something will change because you're choosing to see the truth. And from a place of acceptance, what happens is, well, one, you take responsibility. And you say, okay, I accept this. And from a place of that responsibility then you get to make a choice. And we'll go into what's maybe an unconscious choice that you don't really want and what's a conscious choice towards what you actually want. And so this is the beginning. It all begins with awareness. (laughs) The beginning of any journey, of any transformation, be aware, be present and accept yourself completely and utterly as you are. Because the universe, God, this this force of life, whatever you believe in personally, is not this judging force that's here to punish you and test you. Understanding that you are born worthy and you are born deserving to be truly held and nurtured in life. And if you can take these things, and I got a smile because, you know, the, the answer to anything so complicated is always so simple. So to begin your journey of walking to your truth, simply sit here, stand here, whatever you're doing right now, and take some breath and commit yourself now. I commit to being here, just real and raw and vulnerably who I am in this moment, and I radically accept that, and I become aware of my feelings, my emotions, everything about me, so that I can create that space, so I can start to not be dragged along with life, and I can actually start to be A conscious decider and make decisions and choose what i want and that is the beginning formula (laughs) on how we each walk through this journey
0: thank you louise that beautifully said and yeah i mean i I completely agree uh you know what you were saying there about um there's this confusion around what spirituality means i mean so many people think it means that you know you have to connect to some kind of believe in some kind of god type figure or Go on certain journeys, but the uh, or to certain places or to do certain things. But the only journey you need to, to go on is the journey of self, and that journey of self is a long one. But it will take every single person in a in a different direction because you know each individual is is just that they're an individual. And I think we've you know we've we've got used to living in a world where we're kind of put in boxes and we're taught to be a certain way. But we really need to start to break out of those boxes and just literally allow ourselves to step into the power of who we truly are as an individual. But you mentioned there about making a conscious or an unconscious choice. Could you maybe talk to us a little bit more about that, please? I would love to go into more of of that for you.
1: So when we talk about making a conscious choice or an unconscious choice, I'll explain what that means. But in any moment, in any situation, there's usually a choice. Now, whether we see the choices or we don't see the choices is a different thing. So when I speak of an unconscious choice, it's almost like when we hear the term karma. And sometimes, we you know, we think on karma, it's like if I push you over, then either you should push me back or, you know, I'll trip over something, you know, when I walk down the street again. And we think in it like that. But how they view karma as well in cultures like India is it's more your your patterns of thoughts that are driving your behaviors. So if you imagine that you were born into a world and you seen magazines and you've seen adverts and you had people teach you opinions and you went to school and they told you this was that and this was that and this was right and this was wrong and you go through all these processes in your life and you receive a lot of information and you see a lot of information then what happens is over time your brain because it's a lot of information coming in do you know we have 11 million pieces of information per second (laughs) coming into our beautiful brain or consciousness and we cannot process all of that in one. So what do we do? We delete and we generalize and we distort the information. To make it easier, you'll you see a pattern. Okay, that's a pattern. This is what's happened before in the past. Okay, this is how it goes. I'm just going to store that pattern in my brain so that I don't have to even think about a decision to make because, well, we've done that enough times and we've seen that enough times. So let's just assume that's the truth from now on. So it means whenever you get into a situation, you might have a conversation with, you know, a loved one or a girlfriend or boyfriend, husband and wife, The same situation happens and whatever you say, it's almost just like it's automatic pilot. It's just coming out. (laughs) You don't even have to think about it. And, you know, sometimes we even say, you know, I'm really sorry what I said when, you know, I was whatever it might be. We've even heard the expression, sorry, what I said when I was hungry, (laughs) when I was hangry. And so this happens a lot with us in our life. And it's like we're sitting in the passenger seat of the car of our life. And these patterns that we have either learned, these distortions of reality, what we just delete, (laughs) makes our decisions for us. It's no longer conscious. It's just programming running in the background. And here's the thing. You might not even have any of that information and programming coming from your truth, You might have been taught it enough times or you've seen it enough times and you're predicting your whole future based on these programs, likely that they have been taught to you as opposed to them being your truth. So what happens is when we become aware of things more when we're prepared to do the hard work which spirituality is it's you know an awakening isn't necessarily an angel coming down and blessing you and then you just have the rest of your life changed and transformed although I hope it does happen that way for you (laughs) but usually there's work to do and the work begins by that uncomfortable feeling of turning to the truth and say, okay, let me look at my behaviors and just take responsibility. I'm not going to judge myself because, hey, I'm not the only one lost in this. So it's not just me. Let's get curious. If you ever judge yourself or you ever judge someone else, if you invite curiosity into it, that's an antidote. You're going to switch that. So let me get curious about how I react in conversations, where, where my choices come from. What's the mindset? What are the patterns of my thoughts that are controlling my behaviors, keeping me in a box? Okay. Let me look at that. We might look at, well, what rules have i been taught and this goes to everything like you know you can't wear red and green together navy blue and black doesn't go well together like boys wear this girls wear that you know this is this is that this is that this is the way it is it can go on and on with your career with your relationship with how you dress with what you believe is possible for the world what your dream career would be Now, when we're younger, we're usually given permission to dream. You know, if a child says they're going to be a space astronaut, then everyone's like, of course. But after a certain age, we say, come on. The society views come in. Get realistic. That's not realistic. Pick a real job. Pick other options. And it begins that suppression, the programming of our minds. Now, when we can get clear and aware on the information we've received and absorbed in from all the way through our parents, our families, our teachers, our media, absolutely everyone. Okay, what are their patterns of thinking? Maybe they've just taught me their old programs of patterns and not even the truth. <laughs> and so it's a little bit of a messy process. And we see the entanglements of where we've believed something that probably isn't even the truth. Very likely it's not the truth because there's not one truth. So, okay, let's write all that down. And you can, you can do this today or tonight at any point and just make a list of what you've been taught to believe is true about every area of your life and get to know it, get to understand it free of judgment. Whew, okay, <laughs> now I know. Great. Okay, so what next? What next is a deeper understanding on where we have learned information? What is reality? And there can never be one reality. Because we've also got the cultural level. Because, you know, you might go to an airport and it's got a picture of a thumbs up. And it's got a saying, you know, the meaning that probably means something good in our cultures, depending on where we're listening from. In certain countries, it's like, yeah, this does not mean <laughs> what you think it means. That means maybe the total opposite. Whoa, oh my God, that means the total opposite here. Okay, interesting. And so we learn, okay, it's not even just the one truth of a hand gesture. That means something different in different cultures. Okay, so what's true, what's real? And we learn that there are limitless potentials of truth within this universe. It's very nature's abundance. And so what happens is that when enough people or the biggest amount of people within a culture or a tribe or a community agree, then it's easy to just say that's the truth. And then that's why we come across some confusions now because there's there's divisions on either end. And people are saying, well, this is what I believe in. This is the truth. And if you think anything different, then you're crazy. <laughs> but it's not even the truth, you know. It's just what maybe enough people have agreed upon as the truth. And if you're outside of that, then you're crazy. You're the different one outside of that circle, outside of that group-collected information and beliefs and ideas. So it's not easy, is it, <laughs> to, to break away from that, to think for yourself because, you know, sometimes it's easier to just go in these old programs and patterns. But we know examples of people who stayed on the outside, who stayed the crazy ones until they stayed long enough and they came out the other side as a visionary, as someone leading the way into a new possibility. And so we know yin and yang, opposites, up and down, in and out, male and female, all these opposites. And both are true. It's both true that I have an inside of my body and I have an outside of my body. It is true that there is something above me and something below me. Both of extremes are always true. So we have to always find the center. And so when we're navigating our way to find our truth, because we've written down and we've understood the programs or what we've been taught, And we might even, you know, go to well. Okay, so if I'm really stuck and I'm like, no, this this is what this is the only thing I know. This is the only thing I've been taught to believe. Something doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel like it aligns. But what else could be possible than this? And that's the question. Every transformation can begin with a question, and it's simply, what else is possible? Ask yourself that as many times a day, anytime you're stuck, anytime you feel yourself going down your old patterns or programming, anytime someone tells you their programs, their conditioning, their belief systems. Now, you know that might be their truth and it might not even be their truth. They might have just been taught that. Okay. Now, before you buy into that, what if you just ask yourself, what else is possible? What if you create other possibilities? Now, say you're back in that conversation <laughs> with your loved one, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your lover. It's the same trigger point. You come in, it's the same thing that triggers you into starting that row, that argument, whatever it is, you feel that emotion. Okay, <sighs> what else is possible here? What do you choose in this moment knowing you have a choice? How are you going to react? Or better, how will you respond to this? What do you want your outcome to be? Do you want to go down that road that you know it's familiar with your same behaviors, the same way you show up? Or do you want something different? And in order for there to be something different, you have got to do something different you have got to make a conscious choice to behave and to act for what you want and taking that responsibility because there's some beautiful sayings you know if you if you want something to change then you've got to change and to understand that the change that we want for our lives whether it's for our own personal lives, whether it's for our relationships, whether it's for our communities, whether it's for the world. It's not just going to happen. You've got to choose it to happen. You've got to change your karma, as they say. You have got to choose to say things differently, to stand up for things, to take some actions and alignment to what you want. So when we're choosing consciously, we need to know the direction. We need to know where you're going, what you want, who you want to be. And then you have to be the person that you want to become. That's how you change the timelines. It's not just going to happen. You've got to become the change. Now, you Invest in the future by investing in the now because that's the only thing that's real, right? We don't have yesterday and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We only have now. If you pinch yourself right now, this is the only thing that's real right now. And this very moment is a moment that you can change everything. You can change the direction of your life right now simply by choosing it, by choosing to understand yourself and release any old programming, any unconscious choice that you're choosing to go down the same patterns and choose. I choose to not do that anymore. I choose to let go of that behavior. I choose not to believe that anymore. you can say that. I choose to not believe that anymore. Okay, great.
0: So what do you choose? And what you choose is the conscious decision unlimited possibilities of truth i mean i i love that and i think if we can recognize that then you know the, the potential does become unlimited as you just said but it's our our lack of recognition of that that keeps us in these very limited potentials of truth this very limited um understanding and there's these very limited boxes that we that we put ourselves in um and yeah breaking breaking out of those boxes is it is a hard thing to do when as you said there's so many people around us who are also in those same boxes but you know i think sometimes you just you have to listen to that that calling within you there is there is there's something within you that is trying to tell you something different that is trying to show you something different and we spend so much of our lives pushing that voice down but you know now is really the time to to allow that voice to be heard. Um, And I I really like that, you know, you spoke there of the trigger points within relationships and friendships and family members, et cetera, because these kind of relationships, they are actually beautiful gifts because relationships are mirrors. Uh, And so when we find ourselves getting triggered, um, that is actually a beautiful gift if we choose to allow it to be to really look at what, what is it that's being triggered within me? Why do I keep getting triggered on this? What is this that I need to look at and work with? Because like you said there, Louise, like the, the journey of self and, uh, you know, ascension work, shadow work, it's, it's not necessarily a pretty journey. Uh, I mean, it can take us to some really beautiful places, but it can be a difficult path and a lonely path but it is the path that we need to walk particularly right now with with you know with this um journey into ascension that we're going on we really need to look at this stuff so that we can leave this heavy baggage behind in order to allow us to to move to this higher vibration of love that we're moving into but yeah we do need to do the work and you know like like you said that Louise like you know unfortunately angels don't just come down and bless us and, and 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 it's all okay we we have to look at this stuff and we have to we have to go within but that's why we're bringing this podcast to try and help people to to know how to do that, to know where to start, because I know it's, you know, that the starting point is the hardest part. Like once you start on this journey, things actually just start to naturally unfold in front of you. It's like you take one step, you peel one layer, and the next, the next layer is revealed. Um, but it's the starting the journey that really is the difficult place to be. Um, but yeah, with that, I was I was mentioning that like you know that voice that's inside of us that we that we don't listen to because we've kind of been taught not to we've kind of been taught that the voice inside of our head is you know makes us crazy but actually it doesn't the voice inside of our head is there for for all of us you know and as long as it's trying to inspire us into doing something good or different or make a change then it is a voice that we should try to listen to but yeah I guess again that's one of the hard things to do is trusting that intuition or that knowing or that voice. So could you maybe speak to us a little bit about that Louise about how we can how people can start to actually listen to that and know what's intuition and you know what's coming from the intuition rather than the ego for example?
1: Absolutely. So there everything is very multi-layered. So I'm going to speak to as many layers that I feel is helpful for this. So I want to begin by talking a little bit about the ego so we have an understanding of it and you know listen to the voice (laughs) but there's a couple of voices in there so I want to I want to speak to you so we know which one to listen to and I also want to talk about the part where you know it's been mentioned you know it, it can be that that difficult lonely path to walk And just to to bring in again, that, that everything's a choice. And I feel that a lot of us have been walking this path feeling a bit lonely and isolated and it being difficult. But it doesn't have to be that way. Yes, we're going to be challenged because we need resistance for growth. If you go to the gym, you know that. You're going to have to pick up the weights. If you want to do a bicep curl and grow your biceps. So because you're feeling challenged in life, Doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good for you. And we can see that that resistance is growth, but we don't have to do it alone. We can start opening up and talking about these things, which we're doing now, which means that we can go through this challenging path or certainly a path with challenging moments, but feeling safe and supported by our communities and tribes. So thank you everyone for being here for that journey. So it's not easy. We're going to have to look into some things and we're going to do that now. But just know that this is everyone and we're here and we're in this together and you're supported in this. So the ego. Now the ego's got a bit of a bad reputation (laughs) and let's understand it, okay? So the ego is the part of you that keeps you separate in the sense of you are you having your life and you're not just blended into the cosmos, you know, lying in bliss, not knowing the boundaries of where I end and where you begin. It's a boundary. You know that. And some of us, certainly heart-centered leaders, you know, that's something we're working on as well. Where I end and where you begin, where's your yes and where's your no? It's a safe boundary. And so sometimes we have a misunderstanding that we're being egotistical to say no to somebody. And so sometimes we can overgive and overgive, fearful that we are being egotistical and seeing to our needs. So when we understand an ego is a boundary and we need to look after ourselves and we need to protect ourselves and the feedback of that voice that's saying, sometimes do you actually say no to this? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I want to do this thing that's nourishing to me. I need to give back to me. And when we find, actually, when we say yes to that part of us, then we nourish ourself more and we actually have more to give and we probably all know that right where you've maybe been on a retreat or you've went on a workshop or you know you've had sessions with a life coach or you've went on a holiday you've given to yourself you went to a spa for the day and you had so much more to give after that why? Because you took care of yourself and you see that advert on the airplane, see to your own air mask first before you see to anyone else. And so this is something that we need to gain a better understanding of with the the, the ego, with the separateness, with boundaries that actually you're not egotistical by saying yes to yourself. You actually do come first because you are the most important life because how could you ever support your loved ones? How could you ever be there and support your family if you weren't there? If your body wasn't taken care of, if your mind wasn't taken care of enough, if you weren't there. So you've got to put yourself first. You've got to set those boundaries and say no to things that take and say yes to things that give. Why? So you can be there for people more. And so the ego as well. Now that's a, it's a good understanding to know that it's a boundary and also it's the part of you that wants you to live and it wants you to survive. It's the part of you that's looking across the road to make sure you're not getting hit down by a car. It's the part of you that's making sure when you're thirsty, you're going to go and eat and drink the water. So there is a positive side of your ego. It's meant to be there. So you, you're you safe. I want to be safe. That's all the egos say. I want to be safe. Now, the problem is though, if we're too identified in our ego, safe, keep me safe, keep me safe. Don't let anything change. If anything changes, it's unscary. I don't know what's going to happen. What's, what's that change? I don't know. Just stay where you are. It's safe. Stay where you are. It's safe. Stay where you are. It's safe. Now, that is the challenge that we don't want to be in where we're too in the ego construct. And we're not in our trusting essence of our soul, of who we are in trust. Trust in change. Trust in new things. Trust in new ways. Trust in new possibilities. So when we are listening to the voice, (laughs) how do we know? Is it my soul navigation? Is it my, my compass of me, of my truth? Is it my intuition? Or is it the ego? And this isn't a straightforward answer. And actually, the only answer will come from practice. I have a beautiful teacher in India. Her name is Usha Devi. And no matter what complicated questions you had about yoga or anything how how can you do this how would you get in this posture how can i her answer was always practice she'd go practice 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 and that was her answer to everything and i loved it (laughs) and so it will be practice it will be using discernment getting to know first the voices in your head now I had anxiety for a long time, and I'm not saying I don't have anxious thoughts, but that's very different. It doesn't take over my body anymore. I don't have anxiety. When I had anxiety, I really believed everything in my head, but it was so intense my thoughts that I would do whatever I could to distract myself from me. Run away, distract, fill my social calendar, fill my work calendar. Go, 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 go. Anything to avoid. La, 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 I can't hear you. I am not going to deal with that. But what if we took a moment to understand, well, what is the voices in my head? <laughs> and when you say voices in the head, it might sound crazy. If you say, I don't have any voices in my head, that's the voice in your head. <laughs> it's the monologue. And we got to understand it because it's a mindset programming <laughs> often. So, okay, what are you saying about things? Well, before you make a decision and the voice in your head tells you something, no, don't do that. You come up with so many excuses. Whatever your excuse is, like say you've decided to set up a business and you're like, okay, so I'm going to start inviting people on on the Facebook page. And that voice in your head might come and tell you a million things. Oh, remember you're going to, yeah, you said you were going to make that, that pasta downstairs okay so you might go and distract yourself and that voice is going to take you away oh no remember you said you were going to you know read that book or oh i haven't checked my instagram in a while you know maybe i should do that This voice can be taking us away and taking us away from that next step. Why? Because your ego doesn't feel safe. Because you're going to open up a whole can of worms when you make the new change. Why? Because it's different. It's unknown. It's the unknown fear. Will people judge me? What will people say about me? You know, you're going to have, am I deluded? Am I kidding myself? This is all the things that the voice might say and, when I'm saying the voice, I'm not saying your truth of your soul. This is what's going to be clouding you from hearing the truth of your soul is all these fears. Now, when we recognize that the part of you that's saying, don't make change, people are going to think you're crazy. They're going to think, you know, who are you to say you can make these changes? Who are you to have these different ideas and views? Who do you think you are? You're not worthy of that. Now, when we recognize the place that's coming from, like, we know how how that feels, don't we? To not feel worthy, to be afraid of rejection, to be afraid of what people might think on us. It doesn't always feel safe. And so when we understand that that voice of the ego, it just wants you to be safe. But safety means staying in what you know. Even if that's uncomfortable, and I'm sure we've all felt that feeling, right, where we've been somewhere that we weren't happy with. It didn't feel good in our bodies, but we stayed there because it was known, it was safe. And we've got to be so compassionate with ourselves as we begin to not run from our voice, not pretend it's not there, but to be with ourselves And what comes up What comes up for you when you think about making a change, when you think about your dreams and your visions? Who shot them down before? Have you ever shared something that you thought was possible? Did you have a vision that you shared, a painting you shared, a dance rehearsal that you shared for someone, a song that you recited as a kid and you shared it and it was shot down? It was rejected. (sighs) Do you feel that in your body? (laughs) How scary that is. Or let's just not do that again. And this voice, this mindset will come to protect you. So you don't ever think about stepping up and sharing yourself so deeply again. Because that hurt so deeply. Let's keep ourselves protected and safe. So this needs compassion. And we need to be with that person. With tenderness. And help that part of us understand that, remember, they judged you and it didn't have anything to do with you because that was their stuff. That's a boundary again. Let me be compassionate towards them because, you know, they probably had a dream squash too. And they're maybe trying to keep you safe by squashing your dreams, you know. That's what happens. We buy into it. Sometimes people do things that hurt us, but the intention is love because they don't know any different They had a bad experience, and so they're trying to keep you, where you are, safe. And so we see that dilemma of, you know, listening to other people. It's messy. It's complicated. It's got to come from our truth. And so, okay, we're going to need to know that we've got different voices in the head, different mindset patterns, programming. But we all know that moment in the silence, in the stillness of our body and our mind, A moment where we knew something and we acted on it. Maybe it was even just you turned out a shop and something within you told you to turn right and you went right when you meant to go left and you bumped into somebody. Just the right person. We've all had these moments where we've trusted to something that didn't make sense to the mind and we trusted it and it worked out. It guided us. And a lot of us are really identified in the mind because... When we've had emotions, now we have different bodies, we've got the physical body, we've got the mental body, we've got the emotional body, we've got the astral body, all these different bodies, but let's just go with the emotional body. Maybe you felt anger or you felt an emotion that was really intense and not for judgment just because we maybe didn't understand what we know now about consciousness and emotions. Sometimes we were sent to our rooms as kids during our most challenging emotions. And we didn't get perhaps guidance or support to navigate that. We didn't know. I mean, mindfulness, emotions, that just wasn't really around. We didn't We didn't have teachings on that, that we have now. And so it was so uncomfortable to sit alone with your feelings and your emotions that you disassociate from your physical body. And so you occupy the mental body, the mental ones, and you experience your life as your thoughts. It's much easier than going into our feelings and emotions that were hard and we didn't get support with, so we stay in the thoughts, the chat, 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 cha And we might stay there so long that we're so identified with our thoughts that we're so afraid to stop thinking. We're so afraid of the, not the inner guidance voice, but the chat, 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 dialogue voice that goes on and on and on. Because what if we come into our body? Well, we have to deal with these emotions. How do we do that? And so we might even think, well, what if I stop thinking? What if I stopped having even anxious thoughts? What if I stop having these negative beliefs? It's all I know. What happens if I let them go? And there might be a fear, there might be a resistance. Who am I if I let this go? Will I still exist? But the truth is, you are not your thoughts. You are not that voice, that dialogue of the chit-chat, chit-chat. There is a part deeper, and it's called your wisdom. It's called your navigation. And if we can learn the discernment, if we can get to know the patterns of our thoughts, and how they're trying to keep us safe. And if we know, okay, we can consciously choose, okay, so now I need to, in some way, have a practice to clear my thoughts so I can experience the wisdom that I hold to speak, to navigate me, the inner truth. And we're all going to be different on this. Some people need to, in order to know how to listen to that inner knowing, well, maybe you need to work on your emotions, you know? Maybe you didn't have that emotional support. Maybe you went through something that was traumatic or stressful, and you never had that support for your body to process and discharge that energy. And emotion is energy in motion. So maybe you've got to do some work in getting that sense of support for your emotions, whether it's journaling or you speak to someone about that or you do felt sense meditations or breath work or yoga. It might be your physical body. You've got to start moving it and taking care of it and not just eating what you've been taught to eat, but going into, well, what do I feel? What do I need? And we're all going to have to perhaps focus on a specific area for us to give ourselves what we need, because everything is feeding back to us, our thoughts, our aches and pains. Everything is trying to tell us something. So what if we listen? What if we create space of understanding, of compassion? And then what if we shift it? What if we release? And what if we start to let the thoughts be there, but let's not believe them anymore. Let's become the observer, okay? You're sitting at the movie, okay? Sit back and observe them. Like their thoughts coming down the stream, okay? You just let them go. Who are you then? Who is the one listening to your thoughts? If you ever feel worried, okay, who's the one experiencing that sensation? And we get a distance. And so we actually find that, you know, this is all of the light. But the light doesn't mean that There's not going to be the shadow. The shadow is what's not known yet, what we haven't understood, what hasn't been integrated. Now, instead of being the confusion or the pain or the shadow, what if you're the light looking at the shadow? What happens then? What happens if you shine a light onto a shadow? It disappears into the light. We might have to bring parts of us into integration. Parts of us we've left in experiences in the past. And we don't need to go into the story. We just need to recognize these parts. We just need to recognize the shadow and be the light. Be the witness. Be that compassionate acceptance. That loving awareness. To every part of you you're all worthy. Every single part of you, even even the parts you think are so hard to love, the parts of you that you might feel are totally unworthy of love. Yes, even those parts are the light themselves, are worthy of that. And so for us to fully trust that navigation of our path, we've got to trust all of us. We've got to do the work to Bring yourself into integration, into wholeness, into total acceptance, into trust. And then from that part, okay, we might still hear the voice. It's more the programming. That's fine. But we don't buy, we don't believe the story. We can say thank you so much. Thank you so much for for letting me know that thought. (laughs) I know you're trying to keep me safe. I really appreciate that. But I don't believe that anymore because the truth is I choose to believe that I'm worthy. And the truth is I choose to believe that I can trust in something different and unknown. I choose to believe in me and I choose to believe in what I know is possible. And you might go, well, you know, thank you so much to the teacher or the parent or, you know, your friend or society or whoever it is to the big system because we've got to forgive if we want to move on. That heavy baggage that Niobe spoke of, okay, we've got to let that go, but you've got to forgive to let that go because it doesn't belong to you. And this is the thing, when you're carrying the heaviness of, of a system or of someone else again it's a choice okay it might not be a conscious choice it might be an unconscious choice but what if we're to just feel that heaviness in our body and our mind <sighs> of anyone in our life who tried to stop us who tried to keep us in the safe zone okay we've got to say thank you for the lessons the resistance for my growth. And I choose not to believe that old story anymore. I choose something different. And so I'm going to give this back to you. If you're carrying anything of anyone else's in there, of, of the collective, of your family, of your teacher, of someone in your life that maybe caused some stress or trauma, they can't deal with that if you hold on to that. So we can just even energetically or whatever process, just start giving that energy, that experience back to them. And, you know, I don't have to have you in my life. You know, forgiveness isn't that, but, you know, forgiveness is me saying I'm not going to carry this anymore because the truth is I have something different for my life. The truth is I'm ready for the future now. The past is nothing. I'm ready and the more we start giving experiences back, the more we start understanding ourselves, empowering ourselves, then the less confusion and blah, blah, blah of other people are going to be in our head. <laughs> the more you start breathing and moving and connecting with nature, with your body, with your mind, with your emotions, then the more it's going to be clear. It's going to be you. And the more you're going to have that discernment and it doesn't mean you're not going to hear the old voice of worry trying to keep you safe but the difference is now you're in a position of choice and so perhaps when we're creating our path and we're deciding okay so oh, how do i listen to my voice it's that question of when you're there who's speaking identify it is this fear is this worry Am I am I doubting myself? Is this an old self-worth thing? Okay, who's speaking? Let me know this. Okay, do do I choose to believe it? And it's a choice. And there's not a right or a wrong. Trust me. Don't get caught up in that, you know, spiritual guilt that, you know, you've got to be perfect. It doesn't any whatever decision, whatever choice you make, there's gonna be your lesson that you need there. So it's all perfect. But get to know who's speaking, and do you choose to believe it? And if it feels an alignment, if it feels of the highest, if it feels like it's going to get you where you want to be, then you might have to trust that. And it might be scary. And you're ultimately going to take that leap alone, but know you are not alone, because you're always held, and you're always supported. You're always worthy. You're not here to be judged. You're perfect. So just trust yourself and see what happens. There's not a right or wrong. Don't get confused in the confusion. What if you just took one small tiny step towards listening to something that feels your truth and just see what happens on that next step and then take that next step. And then it's that practice, 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 practice. Then you get to know yourself. And then you get to navigate yourself. And then you get to listen to the deeper part of you, away from the thoughts and fears and conditions and programs, and you get to be in the driver's seat. And you might not know where you're going, let's be honest, who knows where they're going, right? (laughs) But at least you're driving it, and that's the difference between being in the passenger seat of those voices and conditions and programs leading you, and when you're in the seat of your soul, when you're in trust. And you're listening to the guidance, navigation, and you might not have a clue what you're doing or where you're going, but you trust. And so trust in the navigation of your wisdom. As Rumi says, there's a beautiful quote, Listen to the silent whispers of your heart, for they will not lead you
0: astray. The seat of your soul, I love that, and I thank you so much, Louise. I'm sure that like, everything that you've said there is, would really have helped our listeners at home to have a bit more of understanding of, of the difference between the ego and uh, the whispers of the soul, as Rumi said there. But um, but also just having a bit of a bit more of an understanding about where to start and. Yeah, I think, um, self-worth that you, that you, you spoke about there. I mean, that's a really big one. Like so many of us just don't feel worthy. And so I think that's a really, really important place to start is just to, you know, to start to like maybe look at yourself. And if there's many things that you don't like about yourself, fine, but maybe sit with the things that you do like about yourself and, you know, really try and, Work with some of those and give, you know, give gratitude for the things that you do like about yourself. Appreciate the things that you do like, like about yourself and start to build from there as well with the things that you don't like about yourself. Um, I've certainly found in my own journey that the, some of my biggest fears and my biggest challenges when I've started to face them, have actually become some of my biggest gifts. And that was quite mind-blowing for me to see how that that came. But I actually believe that that's the same for quite a lot of people. Our biggest challenges, if we face them, can become our biggest gifts. So it's something to look forward to, like to discovering our beautiful hidden gifts, like gifts that are hidden beneath our fears. Something to work towards as we, as we go through that journey to know it was going to be so much more there for you as you actually just start to you know to, to face fears and um, you know something I always say as well is um, for myself at least fear never leaves me but I've learned to walk hand in hand with it. This year is actually being referred to as 2020 Vision. So this is the chance for us to have true vision of of what's going on in our world, but also the true vision of what's going on within our own within our own selves as well. We've spoken a lot about, on this podcast about how big changes are coming and how we need to be ready to embrace those changes. And one of the big changes that are coming is going to be the change uh, the change to the change to our financial system. The change to the way that we earn money, because we're going to start becoming much more heart-centered in our way. And uh, up until now, heart-centered businesses haven't necessarily flourished in the way that we would like them to. I mean, often we see how bankers earn a lot of money, yet nurses and carers don't really earn very much. That's kind of um, not only the way our system's set up, but it's the way our belief system is held as well. We feel that when we're doing something from the heart or when we're doing something that we love or we're passionate about that we can't make money out of that or that we shouldn't make money out of that but actually that's um you know that's a very negated way of thinking and it's a, a way of thinking that we really need to change and shift and that, that will change and shift as a result of this ascension but Louise I know this is the work that you do this is what what your heart-centered business which I hope is flourishing uh but what your heart-centered business is very much based on is helping other people um, creating their heart-centered business to to be abundant. Um, so, could you just talk us talk to us a little bit about how we can, I guess, change that mindset and um, and what we can do to to make our dreams and passions be abundant in all ways? It's been
1: a beautiful development of my journey. So, I've been working in the health and wellness industry for twelve years. The last nine years, I have been full time self employed. In my passion, (laughs) selling myself basically. And let me tell you, that was not a smooth ride because I had a lot of self worth issues. I had really deep programming. I had really deep lacking mindset without the worth in my work. And I began my journey. And it's funny because when I was a kid, I was very entrepreneurial. Like I had a a drawer under my desk that we used to keep our sharpeners and pencils and all the stuff that we had, pencil cases. And one day I was selling my broken rubbers and pencils and this and that to my classmates. And I made quite a lot of money that day, you know? I was never so inspired in school. But there I was putting maths in action, <laughs> earning some money, and I didn't do my schoolwork. I didn't get caught and had to give the money to charity. My mom made me do that. Um, and I found it really easy to create abundance. But something happened in shifts when... You're not selling your pencil case or you're not selling your rubber. You're selling yourself. Now, that is a big self-work journey to go on. And so I started my business and the company was called Groupon. I don't know if anybody knows that or remembers that or if it's even still exists. And basically, it sells your service for like pennies, peanuts. <laughs> and that's how I began. I drove all around the city. I lived in Glasgow at the time, and would go here and there and this and there, selling all of my years of training at university as a physiotherapist and massage therapist, literally for nothing. And it was right in the aftermath of the 2008 financial recession. So there was a lot of lacking and scarcity mindsets. And so I developed unhealthy patterns of, oh my God, I've got to take every job because... What if, what if I say no to this person? Then I'll never get anyone else. Then next month I'll have no money. Now, I didn't know that was a mindset and I didn't know that was a scarcity mindset and the opposite of abundance. So what happens? You do all the work, all the hours, you undercharge yourself because you're afraid of setting your value and you're afraid of being judged for setting your value. You're afraid if you set your value, no one's going to buy your work and you're going to be broke and you're going to go down that lacking, losing everything mentality over and over again and you burn out you maybe improve a little bit you go through the process again you go to sell yourself you know your worth you think and then someone asks your price and then you undersell yourself again and you go through this whole process and I've done that a lot you know I feel just as as you were saying actually that you know sometimes your challenge becomes your gift because here I am supporting heart-centered entrepreneurs my soulpreneurs either start up or develop and create abundance. And I went to the opposite end of that spectrum. This was my challenge. <laughs> I'm not saying it's completely gone because, hey, we're always the work in progress and that's beautiful. But I learned a lot of things and when we are aligning ourselves to our higher visions. Now, this is what happened to me, and it's what I've seen mirrored and happen in my clients. So you have this vision that you have for maybe how you want to be of service to the world, how you can help the world, what you can offer. Now, what can happen is just when you get to that point, remember, of change, of the unknown, the voice comes in, and it says, are you kidding yourself? Can you really do that? Who do you think you are? Why do you think you're so special? You know, that lacking mindset, that unworthiness can creep in. We don't understand necessarily business, but what I've done in in my programs is I've completely switched the languaging around to make it heart-centered. So we'll have things like Sales pages that you hear of, you'll hear of like your niche, how to find your niche, how to create your sales page. But let me tell you this if you are a heart centered leader and a soulpreneur and you've got a gift, your job is not to sell anything. Your job is to serve. So just make that switch. You're here to serve. Okay, so who are you serving instead of your niche? Who's your tribe? Who's your community? Your story. Why you have that idea, that vision coming to you is because you have walked a completely unique path. What have you learned in your life? Like I would love to sit down with every single, every single person and say, "Tell me, what did you learn? What was life like? What was your challenges? Where were your aha moments where you turned those dark moments around?" and you learn something. And why do you want to share that? Tell me about that. What's sufficient? What's possible? What would life have been like if somebody could support you the way you would support someone in life? How different could that feel? Like for me, it took me nine years being self-employed, full-time in my business. And what I say is to people, you know, I've learned a lot of things about mindset and the body and energy and business. And, you know, you don't have to wait nine years here. Here's the easy road. Here's the path. With I've got the roadmap and I've got the water for you. And, you know, I'm there for you. You're supported in this. Let's make it easy and fast. And you've got your story like that. And only you can tell it. Only you have lived your life and only you have gained the wisdom and the insights and the understanding of life through your eyes. Now, do you realize how incredibly valuable that is to the world? And a lot of people haven't taken the time to reflect on their journey and they haven't realized the strength that they have because our mind can sometimes always be in where we're not right well okay i here. i'm still not there i'm still not there and in buddhism we call that the wanting mind that desiring mind is always looking for the next thing always the next always the next and we forget whoa just take some breaths <sighs> you're sitting on this podcast why why are you here What events did you have in your life that could possibly lead to this moment where you're getting curious about yourself and around life and around the possibilities? Now, you're already on a path for sure. If you're listening to this, you have something to share that's unique through your experience of life. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm supporting and creating abundance in, in my clients. And I understand abundance. Why? Oh, my goodness me. Because do I know a scarcity mindset? And do I know the feeling of unworthiness? Okay? And that's my path. And I walk that. And what happens? I own that. I turned my mess into a message to serve. Now, we've all got that. And so what if we went back to who we were when we were young as a child with all these visions, all these hopes, all these dreams, and what if nobody told them to be realistic? What if nobody said, I would pick something else? What if nobody influenced that? How would you be? What would you dream? What would your visions be? And what if you trusted, back to that word trust, what if you just trust that feeling, that calling, that vision? And what if you said to that voice that said, who are you to think that you can do that? Okay, what if you just said, thank you, you're keeping me safe, I understand that now, but I choose not to believe that, I choose this. And what if you just kept going like that, trusting and choosing and seeing your value and sharing that of serving where your heart sees it's needed? Don't let the mind come in and try and predict this. You know, a lot of my clients do so many different things from having a sewing company, but it's not about the sewing. What they're doing is they're empowering people's lives to create something beautiful and they are changing and transforming lives through sewing. Okay. It's the same as somebody who's saying, you know, I'm like me, I'm a a soul-centered life coach. I'm transforming and changing people's lives through this method. And my client's doing the same with sewing. You know, my client's doing the same and her yoga teaching, it's all the same. Now we all know somebody who might work at the supermarket, right? And they're always helping people with their shopping and they're always saying hello and they're always taking time to stand and ask the people, how are you feeling today? How are you? That's the same. It's the same. The mind is only going to come in and try and judge and say, this is above this and this is below this and this is what I should be doing. But when we recognize that heart-centered service is literally you serving the world from your heart where you feel called. Now, I'm needed where I am, in developing people who are wanting to create their financial business to invest into maybe creating a new education system someday or feeding into schools or whatever, how we can create and align to our higher visions to receive money, not for us in our business, but for our visions, Okay. And someone's needed in the supermarket, living from their heart and their soul and being there for people. Because guess what? I'm not there. And, you know, we're not all there. So we need all of us to be where we're called to be because (laughs) we can't be everywhere, right? So we need to start looking and seeing where people are being in their abundant service in all the ways, not how society will tell you is abundant or financially abundant or this or that because it's programming, okay? So when we start to look at life through the lens of how can I see people truly in service, how can I see the joy that every single company or provider or person or staff worker is bringing value and abundance into people's lives, because it's a mindset thing, isn't it? We need to see it. If we're always looking at where we're not, if we're always judging people we where they're not, then guess what? It's the lacking mentality. If we're judging people for setting their prices, we can't have judgment. We've got to get curious, okay? Get curious with everything and start really, truly seeing abundance in everything. Every moment, every breath, every flower, every braid of glass, every time you go onto a website, you know, thank you for serving me in this. You know, it's we can start that abundance growing by saying, you know, you drink your water from your glass, just take a moment and be like, wow, someone created this for me. I'm so grateful. Every time you get served at a supermarket, be grateful. Somebody has chose to serve the world in that way, okay? Now, we don't have to necessarily agree with, you know, all the services and all the organizations. But remember, we're not judging, okay? So often what we might do is we might start judging the bigger organizations or people serving in a way we don't believe or, you know, the price that we don't believe. And we'll judge that. Now, what we're doing is we're feeding that. We're putting our energy into that. We're putting our thoughts there. You know, where your attention goes, energy flows. Okay, so now we know that, okay, it's back to choice. (laughs) It's back to that karma that, you know, where are you choosing to put your energy? Okay, so you don't like a company who treats their employees a certain way or the way they charge their price in a high street shop. Now, how we don't create abundance is by putting our energy there or shopping there. What we'll do is we'll create abundance in our communities and build what we want, what we're choosing by putting your energy there, whether that's in your own company or whether it's someone you know. If you know someone making clothes, okay, you support them if they're sustainable, if they're If that's your values, what are your values? You need to know them. What do you believe in? And start putting your energy and your money and your support. Now we're sharing, or maybe not personally, but collectively, we're sharing all these news and we're sharing this and we're sharing that. Okay, what if we just started sharing our friends' businesses? You know, what if we just came across, even if it's not a friend, if we came through a business that was really aligned to us and you're like, wow, they're amazing. What if we just started sharing that stuff? What if we started recommending? What if we started disengaging from what we don't want and creating what we do want through our actions, through knowing our values, and through supporting those in alignment to us? Now, probably every single person on this podcast, you know, we might be different. We might believe in different things, and we might believe in different companies, and that's Okay. You know, remember, we can't bring judgment. We can't let the thoughts come in because maybe we just don't understand the others. And it doesn't really matter. We need to celebrate diversity. But our actions, our thoughts, our energy, whether it's money or not, remember, everything in life is just energy. Choose consciously to put your energy mentally, physically, financially, in what you believe in. That includes yourself. That includes your own value and worth. And if you can start to see the value in other people, you can begin to see the value in you. You can start right now, every single one of us, if we consciously chose to invest in what we want, if we consciously chose To just stop and breathe and take her shoes off and go outside into a park and look around us, we would see that we're already supported, that it's only the constructs of the mind and what we've learned by maybe organizations that you're not where you need to be. It's keeping you in the want, want, need, more, 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 not enough, but that's not true. You are living on a living universe, a world that has every single thing that you need not to survive, but to thrive. But a difference is, and this is a big thing with abundance, so say the seed falls down from the tree into the soil of a fruit. Now that seed takes from the soil all of the water, all of the nutrients, everything it needs to grow. It doesn't question if it's worthy, it literally just takes, it receives. It doesn't maybe even know where it's going, it doesn't matter. What it does first is it grows the roots down before it even begins to rise. Now we're the same. Human beings are part of the earth, just like the trees and the flowers and the fruits. But what happens with a human being is we start to question, can I Can I receive this? Is this for me? I don't, is this greedy if I take? And we start to deflect receiving because of the mind, because of the programming. But everything you need is there. Have you asked? Have you asked for help and support? Have you taken time with yourself and wrote in a list and gone into your needs and desires and not felt guilty about having desires? Because that's another spiritual, no, don't have desires. Of course you've got desires. You were born into this world where you are and desires are okay. What if you ask for what you need and you want? What resources do you have? Remember, abundance isn't about money. If you don't have resources... You can be resourceful. The universe wants to support you. Start asking and receiving. Now, the limited mind runs deep, <laughs> the scarcity mind. And you know what it's like when you've maybe had an assessment and someone's giving you feedback and they might tell you 100 things that you done right, that was perfect, that was beautiful, And then they might have said one thing. One thing that would be great for you to work on and develop would be this. Now, what might you do the whole of that day, the whole of the week, the month, the year, is you might think on that one thing that wasn't right or you didn't have. And you forget the 100 things that you had and was right. So to help you in your abundant mindset, of course, gratitude every step you take everything oh wow someone created that for me as you drink the glass life created that for me as you drink the water gratitude but also write a list of what did i receive today now this is part of my practice and it blew me away when i at the end of my day wrote down everything that i received like i didn't have enough space (laughs) and this is for somebody who uses this as a scarcity mindset person And was like, wow. And I wrote everything down from if someone gave me a compliment, I received a compliment. I received my husband making my dinner tonight. I received an invitation to coffee with a friend. I received so many things. And that really helped me switch to the abundant mindset. And another exercise you can do is... Say you're just really stuck and you can't see any solutions and you don't know how something's gonna work out. Firstly, let go of the how part. It's our mind that wants to control. Our mind wants to think we need to orchestrate it and make it happen. But you don't. You just need to know what you want. You start need to work on yourself. I call it the soul line and the goal line. You achieve your goal line often by showing up for yourself, by stepping out your comfort zone and things will opportunities will arise i always said that i wanted to write a book and i said i was going to write a book and people say what are you going to write a book on i'd say i don't even know but i'm going to write a book and one day i received an email from somebody saying i really love your page i would love you to write a book (laughs) and my book came out of nowhere I didn't know how I was going to write my book, okay? I just knew I was going to do it. (laughs) And I didn't have to orchestrate that, okay? The mind wants to think that it needs to have the step-by-step in this and that. But if you're caught in the how, let that go. Because if you don't set your visions and your goals and let go of it, if you're hanging on to it every day, how do I make this happen? How do I make this happen? You're subconsciously saying, I don't trust it's going to happen. So I've got to stress to make this happen. Just let it go and you'll see. The less you control, the more things will open up your way. There's so much I could say on abundance, but what I my favorite line that I say to my clients is, the more and more you become yourself, the more abundance comes your way. And true abundance is that full spectrum of life. Can you receive all of life? And can you just be you? And that's the thing with abundance, and it's the thing with business, and it's the thing about you know creating our ideas and our visions and... Usually the question is, well, what can I do? But I want to just end this on the question and say, who will you become? Who will you become? Who do you choose to be? And can you choose to be truly, deeply, authentically seen as who you really are? And when you allow yourself to be seen when you're simply you in your truest, deepest form—the essence of you—now that is the most abundant place in the whole universe. So, for true abundance, for your
0: visions, for your dreams, for this world, just be you. It always comes back to belief in self, doesn't it? And um, I mean, one, one of my one of my biggest beliefs is that. Every single person has the capacity to shine their light on a world that has, that has turned its back in fear. Um, that's stopped us from, from being everything that we came here to be. Um, I've said it many times, but every single one of us has a gift, a gift that will help to heal the rift. And all we have to do is connect to our true selves, like our, our, to our, to our true knowing, our, our ultimate truth. Um, we all have dreams and passions, and within those dreams and passions, our gifts are held. And if we could just shine our light on ourselves, then we can shine that light of love on the whole world. But we have to find that love within ourselves first. We have to find that light within ourselves first. But once we find it, my God, the world had better watch out because every single one of us is a powerful being. And the very core of our being is based in love. And once we connect with that love, we connect with magic beyond our wildest dreams, like we connect with power beyond our wildest dreams, and we connect with wisdom beyond our wildest dreams. All we have to do is believe, all we have to do is trust, all we have to do is love. But we're coming to the end of this podcast now, Louisa. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I would love
1: to invite people for a very short meditation where we'll use the breath where it's a tool that we can use to get out of our minds I'll just round up by saying that I really love what you said because it's what I say everybody's got something to give everyone's got that uniqueness that gift to bless the world with I'm so with you on that and when we don't know what it is You're probably so good at what you do. It just comes so natural. You can't believe it's your gift. (laughs) That's what I see in a lot of my clients. So if you're like, I don't think I have anything, trust me, you're so good at it, you can't see it. And what I love to get people to do is ask your loved ones, ask your friends, ask your family, how do you see me? Like, what, how would you describe me? What would you say is what I bring? the most you know joy or value to your life and and, and hear what they say and it's a beautiful experience to unravel your gift so that's an invitation for anyone who feels called to that and so let's just round this up by saying you know just be where you are be who you are (laughs) you know get rid of any ideas of this you know spiritual perfection that we think we're supposed to be no just be you in any moment in any time and all of the rawness and vulnerability of who you are. With compassion, set yourself a beautiful routine or habit or ritual that's good to you. And I'm going to share with you a meditation. But meditation isn't for everybody. Now, we might find the seat of our soul in music, in dancing, in painting, in walking in the forest, in yoga, in working out wherever you feel the most connection to your truth that's your answer there's not one way but one way (laughs) that i really love is a meditation now the breath is the direct link to our nervous system and we are self-regulating, self-healing, beautiful, incredible human beings. And if you're ever in your head or if you're ever in a place of confusion or if you're ever unsure of, I don't know if this is my truth speaking or I don't know if it's, it's the voice of the doubt or the fear or the unworthiness, just breathe. It really can be so simple. Now, there are many ways to breathe. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples for this time. Now, you may come to what's called breath awareness and where there's no thinking and you are simply going with the rising and falling sensation of your body. As you breathe in, which part rises and as you breathe out, which part falls and you just feel it. Now, certainly if we have an active mind, which can happen, it happens to me, and I've been teaching this and doing this for a long time, that's fine. It's just where you are, remember? That's where you need to be. Now, you might choose to count the breaths. So you might breathe in counting five seconds as you breathe in and five seconds as you breathe out. You may also repeat a word, an affirmation, a mantra, To help that mind as well. So maybe you breathe in and you say the word peace. If that's how you wish to feel and you breathe out, say calm. Or there are different Indian mantras. You might say something like so hum. So when you breathe in, hum when you breathe out. That which is is what it means. And so you have a choice. We always have a choice. And right now, I'm just going to get you just to, you know, shake your hands, shake your body, shake your shoulders, shake your head. You might even just, you know, stand up and give your legs a shake. <sighs> just connect to the breathing, get the body moving, make any stretches you need. And then find yourself coming into a comfortable position. You might rest your back against the wall or sit upright. And we're all going to begin with breath awareness, with feeling the sensation of the rising and falling of your body as it moves with the breath. And I'm going to go on one of my sound bowls. And the invitation is just to follow the vibration, follow the sound as it ripples Keeping your awareness with the breath and with the sun. And you may choose to stay here, or you may choose to do your counting, or perhaps your word, your mantra. And open your mouth and <sighs> release. No expectations, no pressures. Just be as you are. And we just listen. We feel. What is happening when I connect to the breath? going to take five full expansive connected breaths all the way in all the way out let your mind be there let any feelings be there everything is perfect and welcome in this space five breaths Rhythm in your own pace and you may even have a part of your body that you either see feel sense or just know or you might guess would be or you would say it would be the center your heart your home within who you are and you may place your hand there or even your awareness to what feels safe, what feels like the seat of your soul, the part of you that is always present, always peaceful, always loving, always calm, in any moment. And when we sit in the seat of our soul, it's like being in the eye of the storm. It is calm, it is peaceful, even when all the chaos is around. So if you ever feel challenged, just know you can always rest in the seat of your soul. Have your breath return to your normal inflow and outflow of breath. I want you to visualize yourself coming into union with all of the beautiful heart-centered beings on this earth. To all of the people making a conscious choice to show up, to do the work, to make the change. And although you may not physically be together, just energetically aligning to all of the support, maybe envisioning that we're all standing or sitting in a beautiful circle with our arms and our hand resting on one another's back. Now lean back into that support that is there for you and breathe. In unity, we stand and we rise on our separate journeys yet supporting and being there for one another? And what would it feel like to let that support in, knowing you are safe and supported to be who you are born here to be? And what would it look like and feel like to rise up from this day, leading your life, those you love, your communities and the world, from the truth, from the depth of your soul. What could be possible for the world if we all united in that mission? And taking time and space to integrate or journal or however you feel for what, You didn't learn or receive, but what the part of you recognized is your truth. Delete anything that didn't feel right for you and go with what your soul knew. Lead the way with the first step that you know you're ready to take. And I'm so happy and grateful and honoured and blessed to be here with you all. Thank you for being the lights, and thank you most importantly for being you.
0: Well, thank you, Louise. What a beautiful way to end not only the podcast but this this series. So, thank you so much for shining your light, and uh, yeah, you've been a really fantastic guest, and uh, I have no I, I, I have no doubt that your light will touch many people and, and if we inspire even just one person to do the work to find their light and shine it on the world um, then this podcast would have done its job so yeah thank you thank you so much for all of your powerful words and insights on this podcast and for anyone who'd like to connect with louise or, or check out her book um i'll leave a link to her social media website and book in the show notes and If anyone would like to book in for a free exploratory call with Louise, that option is available on her website as well. Uh, So thank you once again, Louise, and thank you to everyone at home for listening to the Spirit of Life in Ibiza podcast. And as this podcast series now comes to a close, you will have already started to open your eyes to all that is wrong with the world in order for you to be able to see all that can be made right by letting go of a system that serves but a few in order to allow humanity to flourish into all that it can be. This change may not be easy, as we are asked to go deep into the darkness of our own soul, to release all that has been created there, as a result of the deep manipulation that has taken a hold through all of our lives, not just the one that we have our current consciousness in. But as we release that darkness, so too do we release the chains that have held us captive, to the same manipulation that has caused us to be blind to the manipulation of our minds. For we cannot be free until we truly see. And whilst this journey may take some time, know that you are held and supported by those that came here to help with this ascension. An ascension that has been forever prophesied and is now ready to be seen. An ascension that has been trained for, by many, for thousands of years. An ascension that has seen some of us have to play with the darkness in order to know how to see it. For first, we had to invite that darkness into our own souls in order for us to know how to shine the light of love upon it. For first, we had to be that darkness in order to know how to transmute it. For without the darkness, there can be no light. But as we move into this higher dimension, this higher knowing and this higher consciousness, The light that is already starting to shine so brightly will turn the darkness into nothing but shadows. Shadows that can be seen, shadows that can be witnessed, and shadows that can inspire us to connect with our highest consciousness and our highest state of being. Life will always bring us lessons and for that, the shadows will always remain. But through our access to this higher understanding, we will be able to see the shadows for what they are a lovingly given tool for growth. A break from the light that serves as a reminder that the light is where we wish to be. A chance for us to ascend higher as we dance with the two in our newfound consciousness. And as we start to ascend, we must remember that this is a process for all, not just a few. We must remember that we all must go deep to release the shackles of a world that has taught us to be less than we can be we must remember that we each carry the weight of responsibility on our shoulders to rid ourselves of that which would do us harm not by harming them in return but instead by shining our light upon the darkness so that the darkness can no longer keep us trapped in the fear that it has created and we must remember to forgive We must remember that these characters in this movie that we call life came to give us an experience all in line with the divine to allow us to know how it feels to be disconnected from source in order for us to have the experience of reconnecting once again to our ultimate power, our ultimate wisdom, and our ultimate capacity to love. We must understand that many of us who stand so firmly in the light now also dance with the darkness in other lives to bring about this experience of growth. We must understand that we are all one.